This is the podcast for the journal Genetics and Medicine, published by The Nature Publishing Group. It's the official peer-reviewed journal of the American College of Medical Genetics and Genomics. I'm Cynthia Graber. Cell-free DNA tests fragments of DNA from the fetus and placenta and the mother that are floating in a pregnant woman's bloodstream to screen for chromosome abnormalities. Its use and validity in screening for aneuploidies, including Down syndrome, has been demonstrated in clinical trials, but the screen hadn't been studied systematically for its practical use and uptake in routine obstetric care. And for example, test results were not returned to the women. You didn't see what the uptake of diagnostic testing was in the women. Uh, The women were never informed, so you didn't know how the educational materials worked. And so we wanted to do a study where we actually looked, could this cell-free DNA testing actually be offered to the general pregnancy population through primary care providers? And that was the focus of our study. Glenn Palamaki is a professor in the Department of Pathology and Laboratory Medicine at Brown University. He's one of the authors of a recent paper in the journal Genetics and Medicine in which the authors conducted such a study to try to answer this question. These new cell-free DNA screenings are different from other prenatal genetic tests in a number of ways. Unlike amniocentesis, it's non-invasive, requiring only a blood draw. But it's not a definitive diagnostic test. Rather, it's a screening test, so anyone with a positive result would be offered diagnostic testing to determine whether the fetus is indeed affected. The difference from previous non-invasive screening tests, usually based on biochemical findings in the mother's serum, is that this test has a 75% positive predictive value, while previous tests have only 5% positive predictive value or lower. And so the new screening is far more accurate. That changes how providers should communicate the results of the test. And one of the differences there is you used to be able to say to the women with serum screening, you know, the most likely thing is you have a normal pregnancy, but we better find out. Now with this much better cell-free DNA test, you want to try and avoid saying the most likely thing is a normal outcome because, in fact, it may be reversed. The more likely thing might be it is, in fact, an affected fetus. Five Rhode Island practices that see large numbers of obstetric patients agreed to participate in the trial, along with many other smaller practices. The providers were trained about how to offer the test, and they had patient education material written at an eighth grade level. At the end of the study, more than 2,500 women were screened using cell-free DNA. The results were similar to those in previous trials that validated the screening's effectiveness. 16 women screened positive, and 12 of those were true positives. There was also a survey of 100 women who participated in this trial. One of the questions is that these primary obstetrical care providers, so these are the obstetricians that are in the trenches seeing patients all day long. Uh, They're very busy. They have lots to do. Prenatal screening for aneuploidy uh, is a, a very small portion of what it is they have to do, and they don't have a lot of time. And it was worried that, oh, you must have a genetic counselor talk to these women for half an hour or they wouldn't understand what was going on. And so we designed a a portion of the study to try and see what did happen to these women as far as education went. Did they understand uh, some of the important concepts? What did they think about testing? Overall, the women understood the test. They understood it was optional. They felt that they had enough time to talk to their provider about the test. There are two concrete findings I think we can say here that when primary obstetrical care providers give a brief discussion, usually supplemented by a patient pamphlet written at an eighth grade level, most women said that they had their questions answered and virtually all perceived that testing was an option for them. 
In addition, women with negative cell-free DNA test results educated by these general obstetrical care providers correctly answered content questions, how the test would work, what does a screen positive result mean, at least as well as publications involving high-risk women who in general had more intensive education, often by genetic counselors. That means, says Dr. Palamaki, that the primary provider education plus reading material is, in this case, as effective as meeting before the test with a genetic counselor. Overall, he says... I think what we have shown is that with proper care and education, provider training, it's quite possible to offer cell-free DNA testing in the general population as a first-line screening test. It's feasible to do. The women understand what's going on. The providers understand what's going on. And the performance comes out as expected with a high predictive value for the common aneuploidies. He says the team was also pleased to note that the practices fairly quickly adopted cell-free DNA screening as their primary screening, and that, in fact, more women participated in screenings than before this new test was introduced. In the future, says Dr. Palamaki, there are still issues of expenses and reimbursements to be worked out, and his team is interested in finding out if there are ways to bring the overall costs down by creating a slightly less expensive but yet as effective a screening protocol for the future. Genetics in Medicine is the official peer-reviewed journal of the American College of Medical Genetics and Genomics and is published by the Nature Publishing Group. I'm Cynthia Graber.